I wanted was for my dad to tell me he loved me. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Daddy's Dilemmas podcast, where we have a beer or a cocktail, and we talk about the joys and terrors of being dads. You guys all know, if you're a dad, you know the joys and terrors of being a dad. Often, often more, often more uh, terrors. Often more. And joys. You know. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I am, I am Don, one of the hosts. I have two boys, the father of two boys and, uh, yeah, man, they keep me busy. These children bonkers all the time. And I'm Chris and I have two girls, two fine young ladies, 11 and 13. And mine did not come the natural way. Mine came through adoption. Hey man. You got them though. They're yours. They're your kids. They are now. Do they? Do they take like last? I mean, obviously, I guess, right? They take your last name and everything, huh? Once they get adopted, they do. Yeah, they can, they actually can change their name if they want. Hmm. Like my my younger one, um, she was her middle name was Lynn, and she had an Emily. So now oh. she's her middle oh. name is Emily Lynn. Oh, fancy. And the new one, when she gets adopted, which should be in October, she is not going to change her name, I don't think. She's happy with how it is. It's fun because I keep saying, how about Matilda Diamond? <laughs> <laughs> how about Moonlander? <laughs> Just try and give her crazy names. There's people, there's people out there, though, that, I mean, they make, they make some crazy names for their kids. That's, that's not a, you know, it's not a real thing. That would be a fun, that would, we'll have to save that for another show. What are some crazy kids' names? Oh, yeah. And, wh- and why didn't we, why didn't we do that to our kids? Yep. Well, you could have done it. I can't, well, I can try and change their names, but they get to choose. Ultimately, it's I, choice. I, I feel like you, it would be more of like a roots moment, you know, where you're like, your name is this. And they're like, Kinte, Kinte. And you're like, no, this is your name. <laughs> Maybe. Okay, so time for the dad joke. You ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the dad joke? What's orange and sounds like a parrot? What's orange and sounds like a parrot? Um, I want to say an orange parrot, but I have a feeling that's not it. What is it? A carrot. Oh, <laughs> man, that was a good one. Nah, that's that a was terrible dad joke. Dad jokes are just funny. Uh, you know, my dad so used dead. to say to me, I used to say, I'm king and you're nothing. That makes me king of nothing. <laughs> so I use that on my girls now. That's a good one. Or if I said something like, oh, I thought that was tomorrow, he'd say, Good thing you're not paid to think. <laughs> so I guess dad jokes, you know, they're, they're timeless. They're inherent. Yeah. Um, well, let's see. One of the topics I definitely want to talk to is uh, some of this monsoon weather we're having. So again, Chris and I live in uh, the Phoenix area and um, our summers are, I, I, I feel like this has been a pretty quiet monsoon season, but we get these, um, these kind of, afternoon monsoons or dust storms um that come rolling in or what's the other um, name for them haboob a haboob it's my favorite word since i moved to arizona the haboob 
Yeah. And I feel like um, every, every once in a while, I mean, I feel like we end up on the national news because I have people, you know, in other parts of the country that'll tell me like, yeah, I saw you guys on the news with like that insane dust storm that was, you know, 200 stories tall, like rolling in. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's that's a thing here. <laughs> um, but um, but it is. And, and I think, Chris, you can sympathize with this. It is destroying my pool right now. It is just like having its way with my pool. Okay, and those who those of you who, who are not from Arizona, a monsoon is basically I would call it almost like a microburst storm where it'll just be sometimes sometimes it's it's perfectly sunny and then within 15 20 minutes it's cloudy and then the wind starts to blow like crazy, like giant gusts of wind and then the rain pours down for like five minutes and then 10 minutes, everything's gone and it's sunny again. Right. That's, that, that's a good description, like kind of a microburst. So yeah, it's definitely not where we're having like a rainy day or it rained all night kind of situation. It's definitely like, like Chris said, it's, it's short. It's just enough to kind of like blow in, mess up all your trees and your pool and your yard and all that stuff. And then it's gone. And so you're just, you know, sitting there going, damn it. I just, I just cleaned this thing yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you the story. When the when I first moved here, my wife and I were out at. Uh, we said, "Let's go get some Mexican food." So we went out to this restaurant, and it's nice. It had a little patio outside, and we're sitting out there, and you know, we're having some some beautiful Mexican food. Um, we get the check. I pay the check. And all of a sudden, the, you know, the napkins are their little breeze picks up, and the napkins are blowing off the table. Uh, <laughs> fortunately, we were done, and we got in the car. And literally, we pulled out of the parking lot, and it just started pouring rain. Mm-hmm. And I mean, just like where you can almost not see, you know, in front of you with the windshield. I was going to say it's 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 just like that that sideways, just the wind and the rain, and just it's all coming. Yeah, and we had never experienced that before, and we're like, oh my god, what's happening? <laughs> Is it the end of the world? <laughs> and uh, literally, we drove about three miles, and it was bright and sunny again. <laughs> I remember it. I remember it my first year, my first year that I was in Arizona, I was um, a student at Arizona state university. And I remember that first, you know, cause you move in like this time of year, like right now we're, we're in August, um, but you move in and it's so hot, but yet you have these storms that, you know, these monsoons that blow in, you know, one or two kind of evenings a week. And I just remember kind of that same thing, like, what is going on? And everyone just like, yeah, it's a monsoon, it'll, it'll pass. And I was like, this is crazy. Like, is no one taking shelter? Like, this is really intense. And they're like, eh, it's fine. Like, it's, it's all good. Yeah, my favorite one was, I was sitting in my office, which is the second story of our house. And I'm looking out the window. And all of a sudden, I see this, our patio umbrella just fly up and literally just float in front of my window for like a few seconds and then come crash into the window, smashes the window, breaks oh. glass all over, and then flies away. <laughs> it, was, oh. it was like Harry Potter. <laughs> and then, this is uh, magic? This isn't right. And I'm like, what happened? So now I've learned to uh, close all the umbrellas. <laughs> but not news. There you go, yeah keep everything closed well but, but yeah it's hot and and you know it's kind of it's kind of sometimes it's nice because it kind of cools us down a little yep. so you know we might go from 
110 temperature day to the next day being like in the high 80s. But then you get the humidity, which we usually don't have here in Arizona. Yeah, that's that's that is the one thing I will I will tell people if if you've never come to Arizona, especially in the summertime or, you know, the spring or whatever. I mean, it it is a dry heat. I mean, I know it's that kind of cliche to say that, but it really is different than the humidity heat that I think most people experience. I mean, it's hot for sure, but it's it's not nasty hot. Uh, I mean, you can kind of just, you know, walk inside and the AC hits you and, and you're fine. Um, so it is, it's different. So I encourage, <laughs> I encourage our listeners to come, come visit Arizona in July and August. Great. And then you can, then you can use the phrase, here comes the haboob. Yes. The haboob, so the it. haboob, it's coming. So worth it, the haboob. Yeah. Um, let me get into our first topic here. So this, this past week, um, my children uh, went back to school. And um, it was it was kind of a, a big uh, big moment for my kids because it was it was kind of like the milestones for both of them. So my older son is eleven, and so in his school district, eleven um, year olds or, or sixth graders, I should say, sixth graders, they're in the junior high, so they're a, a sixth, seventh, and eighth middle school. And so he was, you know, he's going to be logging in. He's doing the remote learning. Uh, he's logging into his junior high classes. So he's got, you know, six or seven teachers and very exciting. Like, oh my gosh, you know, my little boy is, you know, growing up. And then at the same time, my younger, my youngest son, who just, he just turned six um, just last week, he is, uh, he's starting kindergarten. Um, we, we had the option of trying to start him in kindergarten last year, um, but I had, um, I'm a teacher. And so I, I went over to, you know, these three or four kindergarten teachers that work at my school. And I said, look, here's the deal. He's going to turn five on like the first day of kindergarten. Is that too young or should he be okay? And they were like, yeah, don't do that. Don't have him start young, like bad idea. And I was like, because he could, I mean, he's smart. Like he's my kid. Like I work with him. Like he's, you know, and they're just like shaking their head. Like, no, doesn't matter. Like don't like little boys should not start school early. And so we, we held off, you know, we, we paid for another year of, you know, daycare and stuff, um, which, you know, we got through it, but still it was kind of this exciting moment where he's now in kindergarten. And again, it was, it was very bittersweet because it was the, um, we're still on, you know, quarantine and lockdown and all that kind of stuff. So all the schools are kind of still doing remote learning. So, um, yeah, he had to like log on, uh, you know, that first day of school and it, it was a mess. It was a show. It actually, honestly, I'll be real honest here. The first day, um, everything was wrong. Like their whole, I guess, technology system or their servers or wh- whatever they did to set it up, everything crashed. And so basically he didn't, he wasn't able to like log in on his first day of kindergarten. Um, the older one, it was funny. He got into some of his classes, but then other classes he didn't get into. So I don't know if his teachers were like changing links or changing how they were sending it out. I I don't know technically the details. I think they had some system in place where, you know, like their attendance system would send out the zoom link, uh, for each of the kids. And then that never really happened. So it was, it was quite a show. And so anyway, this second day, third day, fourth day or whatever we're on, um, 
it's been interesting watching him. He definitely does not want to like stand still and watch a teacher teach all day on the computer. Well, I'll give you, I'll give you a hint. My 11 year old and my 13 year old don't either. (laughs) I was going to say, are they, are they, I I would say probably that your fifth grader might have a a tougher time because she's still in the, or the, not a fifth grader, um, sixth grader now, but she's at an elementary school where she's still like in a homeroom class all day. Is that, do you think that it would be easier if she was kind of how mine is where he's going from like class to class and there's six different teachers throughout the day? No, she's, well, okay. So, you know, because she comes from foster care, she's, she's got ADHD. Um, you know, who knows, who knows why, but a lot of kids from foster care have issues. Um, Mm -hmm. and so it's just hard for her to, even in class, she, she just, she can't sit still and she can't just sit and listen to the teacher. So, Mm -hmm. you know, doing it at home, sitting at a table is even harder because there's not a bunch of kids around to distract her. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I, I think that's, what's been interesting. Even me, um, teaching kids remotely. I mean, it's, it's been very, very weird, you know, where I'm, I'm trying to kind of go through these lessons that I have to teach. Um, but there's, there's definitely like a disconnect. I mean, you can tell that there are some kids that, you know, their, their zoom cameras on. I mean, I see the, the little earbuds in their ears. Um, but they definitely have like, you know, some kind of game on the screen right now. Like they're, they're deep into like Roblox or whatever. They're watching and TV behind the, <laughs> behind the computer. Something, something. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's really bonkers. Like it's, it's kind of crazy. I mean, there's a handful of kids in my class that I'll have to say have been really spectacular. I mean, you can tell they're, they're in a room by themselves. They're at a desk. They're sitting there, you know, they got their paper and their pencil but then there's other kids and I mean, they're just like laying on the couch. You can like see the TV blasting in the background. There's like little toddlers wandering back and forth. I mean, it's, it's kind of a show. I mean, like, I think that's the hardest thing is when kids are actually in a school classroom, it's such a controlled environment. And I know sometimes we might think that a school classroom can be almost like sterile, you know, or just like desensitizing, but it, it kind of like provides sort of like a removal of distractions in a way. And so I think there's sort of like a give and take with that because in one sense you could have a home environment that's maybe less distracting because it's not filled with all these other kids. You know, I mean, I've seen kids that usually are just, you know, kind of class clowning and kind of now that they're sitting in a, you know, their bedroom by themselves, it's kind, it's kind of hard to do that. You know, like it kind of takes that fun away, that distraction, but on the flip side, you know, they, they, can get away from their house sometimes where maybe that's where all the distractions are and the classroom is sort of their quiet i can learn i can focus place so yeah it's, it's hard it's hard for ours because one of them sits down and you know we have a little table out in our kitchen sort of kitchen area sort of she likes to sit down there for some reason even though she has a desk um but you know we're coming in hey somebody's got to take the dog out somebody oh i'm gonna cook some lunch what do you want and you know, it's, it's, it's a little distracting for her. Um, but in the other one, the 13 year old just doesn't want to be there. Mm. She doesn't want to go to school. She doesn't want to, she doesn't want to go to school online. She doesn't want to go to school in person. Wow. <laughs> is, she is, her- is she, is she, is she, would you say, and I don't, I don't mean to take us on like a, a tangent here too far, but is she, is she just kind of like, 
school's not her thing? Like, has she kind of just decided that, do you think? Yeah, she's kind of, nothing's her thing. You know, like if you say, would you rather go to the park or sit on the couch and watch TV? She'd say, want to sit on the couch and watch TV. Mm-hmm. And if we say, hey, we're going to go here, you know, she'll, she'll be, oh, no, I'll just stay home. She doesn't, she doesn't, I don't know. I think she just doesn't want to do anything. And she, I think part of her issues is that she's, um, she's a bit shy. Mm-hmm. And I think in, in social situations, she feels like she's going to make a, you know, a faux pas and everyone's going to laugh at her. Mm-hmm. And so she'd rather just avoid the whole thing. I think I think that's a little natural though at that age, you know, kind of the those early teenage years, especially maybe for girls. Um, I feel like girls always kind of have sort of a like I'm fitting into my body and I'm fitting in like socially and I'm trying to like I don't know, kind of like figure stuff out. Um so I, I wonder if that's just like a phase that'll kind of I don't know, like she'll get over it. Well, you know, you know, Don and I um we have a, a group of friends and it seems like before, uh, before coronavirus, you know, there was a lot of pool parties, a lot of evening parties and we've yeah. always brought our kids mostly, you know, unless it's a, an adult party, yeah. but most of our parties, cause most of our friends have kids. So most of our parties involve kids. Um, and I think if, if that was the situation right now, it would help her a lot because it would force her to, you know, socialize. Yeah. But since we're just stuck at home all the time, you know, we're, we're not having those parties and we're not having those get togethers. Cause you know, I, I know last summer, you know, we, we, at least once a month, somebody would have a party or a pool party, yeah. a barbecue, a yeah. get together. We'd go, we do, you know, restaurant nights where we all bring our kids to a restaurant cause they have a kids eat free special or something. And, Yep. We're not doing any of that this year. So I think, I think, and I keep telling her team, um, you know, she's really shy, but I think that once COVID's over and we start going out more and, and doing more things, I think it'll help her a lot. That, that is kind of an interesting point. I mean, if, if, if we were to look back at COVID, you know, years from now, I mean, is, is there going to be sort of this bubble of kids or this kind of like trauma of, you know, just, thousands and thousands of kids that just kind of had to deal through stuff. I mean, is it, is it almost going to be like another generation of like, you know, we live through the depression kind of thing, you know? I mean, yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting. Who knows? Who knows? I don't know. Do you know? I don't know. Yeah. What a fun, but, what a fun podcast. That's what, that's what our listeners are thinking. Right now. They're like, <laughs> Whoa. Hey guys. Hey, you're bringing us down. Come on. Too fun. Too more, fun. More dad jokes. <laughs> Less <laughs> depressing. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so anyway, she, you know, I think, I think that, uh, my little one is going back to school cause she's in a, Oh yeah. She's in a special ed class for emotional disability. Yep. They were saying they were going to have some of those kids start coming back soon. And because the class is so small, I think it's 10 kids. They mm-hmm. feel like they can keep them safe. And so she's going back next Wednesday. So we'll see what happens. Cool. That'll be a good update. Maybe on now, the, the little podcast. one is like a social butterfly. She talks to anybody and. Her problem is not shyness whatsoever. She's the opposite. Stop yeah. talking. Yeah, that's that's stop talking to everybody. <laughs> I would say that's the phrase she hears most often in this house is stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> so um, if you remember a couple podcasts ago, we did the five uh, parenting trends for 
2020. Yes. You remember that? Yeah, they were the they were the like hot trends that were like trending, trending like in subscription 2020. boxes, yeah. new foods, like no more spankings. Hit, don't hit your kid. I, I I didn't hear that one very well. I was spanking my kid too much. Yeah, my kid was crying from being spanked. Um, so today in this podcast, I'm going to do the trends that are leaving. So Ooh. these are trends that were and now are well, no more. They're on their way out. They're they're not cool anymore. Don't do. They're this. gone. They're passe. Oh oh so if you're if you're doing these things, you're you're, you're you know you're uh, so nineteen nine or so two thousand nineteen. Yeah, come on, get with it, would you? <laughs> so the first one is something that I don't understand because I've never had a baby, or my wife's never had a baby. Like but these from, gender from reveal the parties. Yeah, yeah. Gender reveal parties. And yep. I guess, you know, they started off with just, hey, look, we're going to have a cake. And we cut in the cake. It'll be a color inside. And whatever color is, that's color baby. Or not color baby. That's <laughs> the yeah. sex of the baby. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then they, they got blown out of proportion. Like there was the one story about the guy who was going to blow something up and ended up blowing himself up and killing himself. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Yeah, I, I didn't want the I didn't want the podcast to get too light, so I'm gonna keep it really heavy here. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so yeah, I I feel like I see these these gender reveal um, uh, events uh, quite a lot. So in in our house, we're we're pretty big fans of the uh, TV show um, America's Funniest Videos, and so a lot of a lot of those kind of like blooper videos come from the gender reveal because you know they're usually being filmed, um, but then usually something goes wrong where you know they they pop the balloon the wrong way and, and, you know, or some, you know, it, someone lets go of the balloon and like hits the ceiling fan and they're like, wait a sec. Ah, you know, like that kind of, now silliness. we don't know what kind of baby we're having. <laughs> yeah. There's blue dust all over the place. What the hell? Yeah. Um, but I, I have seen that before online and I, I think anyone that's listening is probably like, yeah, I've seen, I've seen that or I'm hosting one tomorrow and I need to get some tips guys quick. Yeah, they're, they're over. They're over. Don't do it. So don't do it. It says, yes, don't do it. Don't do it. It's, it's, <laughs> it's over. It's over. It's done. That trend is gone. I like in the article, they say one of them was a cake that says guns are glitter. <laughs> hmm. Okay. So way to, way to stereotype genders. Thank you. Yeah. If it's yeah. a boy, he'll have guns. If it's a girl, she has to love glitter. Of course. Maybe it's opposite. Maybe the girl love guns and the boy will love glitter. Yeah. You don't know. You don't, you don't know. You don't know, man. So okay. The next. Oh, Go ahead. I, I was just, I was just going to say just real quickly. Um, <laughs> uh, our families, uh, when my wife and I were pregnant both times, uh, we didn't we didn't want to find out at all. So we were in like this weird weird minority where the doctor, you know, at the sonogram or whatever, was like, "Do you want to find out?" And we're like, "No." And they're like, "Because we can tell you right now." And we're like, "No." And as as you know, our families found out. They're like, "What do you mean you're not going to find out?" And we're like, "We're just going to have the baby and see what it is." And they're like, "Oh." <gasps> Like, I just, I remember like a lot of people in our family, in our circle, just being really upset about that. Like, we need to know. I need to know if it's a girl so I can buy pink or if it's a boy, I can buy blue. But I need yeah. to know now. And we were just like, we don't want to know. Like, we just want to, you know, go through the pregnancy. And when the baby comes, we'll see it. And yeah. it'll be great. There you go. So we did not do that, that gender reveal nonsense. Now, the next one I have to disagree with because... Um, as you may not know, I own a web website that sells t-shirts. Mm -hmm. So this one kind of goes against my grain. It's 
um, funny onesies. Okay. So onesies are the the little outfit that really small kids wear. It's right. Kind of just like a, yep. Mm-hmm. And it's got a little saying on it. Like they use example, don't look at me. That smell is my dad. Ah, yeah. Those are great. So, yeah, I don't know. I guess so, they're out. So so the trend is saying they're they're out. They're We're out. not supposed to have those. Don't put that on your kid. Don't put a funny oh, onesie. Man. So so I I bought a funny onesie. I remember this vividly when I when I got my first nephew. I bought him a onesie and then I bought his father, my brother-in-law, a matching shirt. And it said, I think I think I have this right. It said something like, I love boobs. Um, because I was just like, that's hilarious. Like he could be pushing a stroller you know, or whatever or at the store. And they both have this shirt that says, I love boobs, you know? And I was just like, that would be amazing. Um, I don't, I mean, I gave it to them. I don't, I don't think they wore yeah, it off. They ever wore it, yeah. yeah. I was like, come on, come on. I want to, I want that shirt. Okay. Well, I'll start, I'll stop creating funny onesies because I don't want to, I don't want to be, you know, not in the know. <laughs> it says it's, it's trending out, trending out. Not fire. That's the new, did you know that's a new term? The kids use for fire. cool. No fire. Ooh, that's fire. That's fire. Yeah, that's huh. that's what they're saying to instead of like you know, that's awesome or cool or or that's hot. Hot. Yeah. Anyway, hmm. next one is babies on social media. So now someone needs to tell someone we needs shouldn't. to tell our friend Dan that because he gave his baby its own uh, Instagram account. Oh yeah, he just had a baby. He's like yeah. so excited. But I can see that. Well, I don't know. I guess, you know, you, you, you have a baby, you want to show it off, right? So is it saying, like, not to put pictures of the kids on social media or don't make, like, don't make your baby their own, like, account? I don't yeah, understand. not to put your kids on social media. Oh. Huh. I feel like I mostly put my kids on social media. I feel like that's mostly what I post because... I don't know. I just yeah. have a lot of like relatives that don't live nearby and they're always like, how are your boys? What's new? And like, I post pictures and then they're like, Oh my God, I love this. And, and it reminds me of that, of that Seinfeld episode where they say, you gotta see the baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How are you going to see the baby? If it's not on social media, you got to see the baby. Kind of. I mean, again, you know, for me, I really feel it because, yeah, all the, you know, grandparents and stuff, like not everyone lives here. They don't get yeah. to, you know, come over yeah. once a week for dinner or something. Just knock it off. Keep the kids on social media. Don't listen to this article. What does Metro <laughs> Parent know? Anyway, next one is co-sleeping, which is, you know, putting your kids in the bed with you. Oh, man. I am. Wow. I am all on this one. Yes. That is garbage, man. <laughs> I can't stand my children in my bed. Well, they're even they're even talking about not putting the crib or the bassinet in your room. Uh, we never did that, honestly. Yeah. I feel I feel like my wife and I maybe we're just you know a different breed or whatever. But we just we straight up were just like, yeah, you have a crib and that's your room. And when you cry, I'll come in there and I'll take care of you. But you can sleep over there. Damn it! Like I just. I don't know. To me, I think I, I think even like when my wife was pregnant, I feel like we read some articles that just warned about that. Like when you put a baby in bed with you, there's kind of a chance that, you know, they're going to get caught in a pillow or a blanket or you're going to roll over on them or they're going to get knocked off. And I mean, it, it's it's I, I think that's what always worried me. Like it's not a safe thing, but then 
I just, I, I don't know. Like I want my own space too. Like I'm kind of, I don't know, call me a jerk parent, but you know, like I'll snuggle with my kid on the couch and watch a movie, but I'm in bed, yo. Like I'm trying to sleep. Like if I'm going to cuddle with anyone, it's my wife. I'm not, I'm not cuddling with a kid in the bed. Like get out of here. Yeah. Our kid once in a while, she'll say, can I come sleep in your room with you guys? And when she was younger, we'd say, yeah, but then she just like kicks in the middle of the night and (laughs) we end up like kicking her out. So we don't do it anymore. Yeah. Now she's fine. Now once in a while, she'll say, can I come sleep? I'll sleep on the floor. I'm like, no, just stay in your bed. Get a lot of money (laughs) for your mattress. You're good, man. You're good. You stay Although there. I have to say that we might be, you know, not so not so hip because we did put the dog crate in our bedroom, so the dog sleeps next to our bed. Hmm. I don't. I don't know anything about the pet sleeping arrangement. I feel like a lot of people have their pets sleep in their room, but I feel like that's also. I don't know. Well, I guess I guess you know, and I I don't want to get off the topic because it's not you know. Um, dog daddy dilemmas but <laughs> when we had our first dog we we put the crate downstairs and she'd just cry all night and then like i was at the end of my rope because i wasn't getting any sleep yeah and so this one we put up next to our bed and she she tends to just fall asleep as long as she knows we're near her so i guess that makes sense yeah yeah so we'll see i mean it's not going to last as soon as she gets house trained she can just roam the house and sleep wherever she wants yeah and the girls are like she's sleeping in my room no she's not she's sleeping in my room i said look you both leave your doors open whatever room she goes in that's where she's sleeping <laughs> she'll figure it out and the last one since you know it's getting near that time is elf on the shelf now, did elf you have on that the shelf down? oh yeah we got elf on the shelf elf on the shelf is great I don't know what this article is talking about. Are they saying it's it's out? Like no it's more? It's out. No more. Ay, ay, ay. No more Elf on the Shelf. Oh, man. Elf on the Shelf is great. Really fun. I love Elf on the Shelf. He just, yeah, the elf shows up uh, usually right after Thanksgiving, right around like December time. Um, and the elf moves around every morning. He's in a different, he's in a different place. And there's a book. We read the book. Um yeah, my my oldest one was into it when he was little, and now my youngest one is into it because he's still little. Um, but I, I mean, uh, I mean, I, obviously, it's not going to last forever. Elf on the shelf. I mean, I don't think I'm going to have like a bunch of teenagers or grown men, you know, coming home for Christmas, being like, "Where's the elf on the shelf?" <laughs> um, I don't think that's going to happen. But I don't know. know. I think it's fun. I mean, I don't I don't get too annoyed with it. It's fun, so, you know. He's, you he's your- spying. Do you tell your kids that he reports back to Santa everything they do? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He every night he fly he flies back to Santa at night and and gives Santa an update of how they've been. Um, yeah, it's great, man. During during December, there's a lot of good behavior in my house during December. Yeah, you're totally like, oh, I hope I hope the elf on the shelf doesn't hear that. He's gonna tell Santa about it. And, oh you know, they yeah, get that that's... look in their eye, that kind of like side eye where they're like. Oh. Sounds like the elf on the shelf is kind of a dick. I mean, you know, he's he's a little bit of a narc. He's he's basically there to spy on Santa. But the book the book is very like politicized. I mean, it's very like, oh, he's there to catch you being good. He's going to tell Santa everything. He loves to watch you being good. Um, but again, you flip it the other way, and he's like, so he's watching everything I'm doing. He's like big brothering me right now. And you're like, yeah, he is. He knows everything. So 
So do you go to your kids like in the morning and say, hey, Elf told me you're picking your nose last night and wiping it under the table. <laughs> uh, I don't go that far, no. But no, it's fun. I like I like the Elf on the Shelf. So yeah, I guess if it's trending out, oh well. Just we don't need thing, the Elf on the Shelf. We, we got two kids and they tend to be our Elves on the Shelves because they tend to, you know, did you see what she did? She didn't pick up her her shoes after she left and the, left them on the floor. The they just read like, each other out. Yeah, well, she did that, but you know what? I saw her do this, and then I'm like, oh, God, really, you guys? <laughs> like, if you guys were smart, you'd figure it out and just, like, you know, stick up for each other. Yeah. And both of you would be on the same page and lie to me. Oh, no, they throw each other under the bus all the time. It's kind of nice because I know when they're doing something wrong. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, well, those are the trends that are leaving, according to Metro Parent. What do they know? Bet you they don't even have kids. There's a couple of things we agreed with, a couple of things we not so much, but, you know, I, I feel like that's, that's everything with parenting. I think, the, I think the longer I'm a parent, the more parents I talk to, I mean, you, you just naturally find that also, where you talk to a parent and they totally do something just like you do, and you're like, yeah, this is the same rule in our house. But then there's other parents that you're complete opposite with, where they're like, I put Coke in my baby's bottle and he's drinking <laughs> Coke. And you're like, oh my God, like soda? You're just giving like your nine-month-old soda? And they're like, yeah, he loves it. And you're like, oh my gosh. Yeah, or like one of our friends, <laughs> when her kid acted up, she took everything out of his room except for the bed. Wow. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I'd like to, yeah, that actually sounds like a good punishment, but I'm too lazy to do that. Yeah, that's too much for me. Our kids have a lot of stuff in their room. <laughs> well, anyway, I guess we'll wrap this one up. So I want to thank all you dads and moms for listening. Apparently, uh, we had a mom on last week, and then, boy, our listenership went way up. Yeah, we're going to have so, to Liz back again, find some other moms. We'll interview anyone. Get some get You some guys like the ladies. Uh, <laughs> Well, soon I'm going to, uh, just just to, you know, do a teaser, I'm going to uh, call my ex-foreign exchange students up. Um, there's four of them that I'm going to call and talk to them about what it's like, you know, to go 10 months without your parents and having yeah. different, a different set of parents. So it should be interesting. Um, and we'll play that yeah. on, the, on the show. That'll be a good show. Yeah, that'll be cool. Yeah, I think I think it'll be good. Now, one stayed here for six years, so I don't know how how good she'll be, but <laughs> she's still here too. She's not with us, but she actually lived. They're supposed to live with you for ten months. This this exchange student lived with us for three years. Wow! <laughs> Until she she, she was awesome though. So to oh, be yeah, fair, she, she's a great totally kid. worth it. Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah. So that'll be our show for today. And, you know, if you like the podcast, let us know. Subscribe, like, do whatever you do to podcasts that you think are really good. If you don't like the podcast, just uh, keep your subscription going so it looks like we have more listeners. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Yeah, if, if you do have any questions or comments or you want to, um, you know, help us out on the show or just give us some feedback, we'd love to hear it. You can um, email us. You can email us at dads at hogfishstudios.com. Um, you can also message us on anchor.fm, Daddy Dilemmas podcast. You can find us on there. And then we also are on Facebook right now too. So if you just search in Daddy Dilemmas podcast, 
on Facebook, uh, it'll pop right up to us. And so, yeah, let us know what you think. And like Chris said, share us and, and uh, keep listening. We appreciate it, guys. All right. That's it. Have a great day. 